0: Well, let me start off by saying nobody, uh, nobody recommended this. Nobody asked me if I would preach on this topic. Uh, it's where I was when I began to, uh, began to study. And so, if you will, go ahead and turn to Psalm 42. I'm actually going to read the entire psalm. I know it says I'm going to start in verse 2. And I'm going to start in verse 1. Uh, my style is, is maybe a little different than many. When I preach on a subject, I, I appeal a lot to logic in coordination with Scripture we're gonna start off doing something a little different today uh, and we're gonna focus on feelings uh, I don't have a problem with feelings feelings in and of themselves based on a correct understanding of the Word of God and the standard of morality uh, but we have to understand sometimes we can be led we can be led astray by our feelings and sometimes they're spot-on so let's start off by asking this question right now each of you ask yourself or at least answer this question how do you feel is your relationship with God right now? Where you stand in your relationship. Do you feel that you have a close relationship with God? If God were to come, if, if Christ were to come back right now, if God were to uh, allow this to be the day of judgment, where would you stand? I think every one of us need to ask that question. Some of us have felt. At times very close in our lives to God I have been there some of us at times in our life have not felt very close to God it could be for different reasons some of them our own fault some of them simply because of the things that we're dealing with in life and so we're gonna start to work through this a little bit because each of us needs to begin to ask ourselves do I feel close to God or do I right now as I sit here do I feel separated from God do I feel there is a void in my relationship with God and if if I do feel that way why do I feel that way and as we begin to look at this topic let me say this if you are in a position right now where you do not feel that you are that you have a close relationship with God if you feel in some way you are separated from God let that be the first warning before we go any further but also realize this you're not you're not alone we have seen this time and time again so let's go look at what the man who is called the man after god's own heart let's look at what david is dealing with and let's realize that he was struggling with some things and so you may be too it may be of your own fault you may be separated from god and it may be you maybe that you're dealing with some things in life and although you've not done anything personally to to sin against god you feel like there's some type of separation so follow along with me we're going to start in psalm 42 uh, verse 1, we're going to focus primarily on Psalm 42. I'll, I'll pull a couple of verses from surrounding chapters, but let's notice where David is at. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My, tear, my tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? And when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. O oh my God, my soul is cast down within me, and therefore will I remember Thee from the land of Jordan and from the Hermonites, from the hill Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of Thy water spouts. All Thy waves and Thy billows are gone over me, yet the Lord will command His lovingkindness in the daytime, and in the night His song shall be with me. And my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God my rock, Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, My enemies reproach me, While they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Have you ever felt like you were distant from God? Like there was some type of a separation between you and God? I think most of us, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, can go back and say that at some time in our life, we have felt very close with God. We were doing everything that we really could do to foster a relationship between God and ourself. we We were studying the Word, and we were praying, and we were doing all of those things, right? And we felt very close. But most of us have also gone through times where we weren't doing that, where we were struggling with family issues, struggling with personal issues. And we begin to go back, and we begin to sometimes ask ourselves, really, as we find here from David, why does God seem so distant and far from me while I'm struggling through all of these the stresses and the strains that life really has to throw at me why do I feel distant why do I feel separated from God that's what we see as we look here at Psalm 42 David is going through a time of serious depression I don't know about you many of us have dealt with depression at least in some regard or to some extent some worse than others and here he's going through a time of, of depression and here in this passage, he begins to explain at least how he feels that God seems to him to be distant. And again, this is, this is David. Now granted, David, he didn't lead a perfect life and he made mistakes, but we go back and we can look at times where David was, he was a strong, faithful follower of God. And notice what he says in the passage we just read. Three times he, he basically asks, why am I so depressed? Twice he goes and asks, why is there so much turmoil or, or a cause of, of turmoil within me? Twice it is asked, where is your God? Once he asks, why have you forgotten me? Twice he remembered earlier and better times where he didn't seem to be so distant from his God. Twice he expressed his continuing faith. Another two times he actually gives an excellent conclusion and a direction for life. And you go back and you begin to read David as he's, he's literally just pouring out how it is that he feels. And this is, I think, a psalm of somebody pouring out his heart to God. And for some of us, maybe today, we're in the same position. We're literally sitting here saying, you know, I don't feel like I am co- I'm close to God. You may be sitting here and saying, I know for a fact I am not close to God. In both of those situations, whether you feel that way or whether you know, that's a, that's a serious warning sign. And David is he's laying it out on the, on the line for us to read how it is he feels. No child of God can get so far that God no longer wants them. But we sometimes feel that way. And as a matter of fact, it's the complete opposite. And no child of God can ever sink so low that God doesn't continue to love us. Even if He may disapprove of what it is that we're doing, He still loves us. He wants us to get back and and to do right. But we may not feel like He loves us. Matter of fact, we may have trouble loving ourselves, and that may be part of the problem. We may have trouble forgiving ourselves, and that may be part of the problem. No child of God can wander so far that God's not going to take him back. Now again, we may feel that way. And we may have placed ourselves in a position where if we don't act and we don't go back and correct the things that we've done, we may end up in a position where God will not have us. But let's face it, sometimes we feel this way because we've allowed ourselves to wander. Sometimes it's because we've allowed sin to get into our life. Sometimes it's because we've allowed the world around us, and we'll begin to break this down a little bit, we've allowed the world to pull us away. From that which at one time we had a foundational strength in which we were so confident of the promises of God, and yet we've allowed either others or things in this life to pull us away. And then we, we sit and we ask ourselves, and maybe David's dealing with this, why do I feel so distant from God? I think oftentimes people want to blame God. I think we'll notice that's not normally the problem. <laughs> that's not the problem. We can overcome the feelings of feeling distant from God and feeling distant from His presence, from His closeness. We can have forgiveness again when we're in these positions where we're living a life we ought not. But we need to go back and have some understanding. And let's start off with this. Everybody at some point in their life has experienced a time when they were not as close to God as they ought to be or where God appeared to be distant. Listen to Psalm 43 too. For thou art the God of my strength, why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Now, sometimes we don't ask that question. Sometimes we don't ask, why are are these things being allowed to happen to me? Why do I feel so distant from you because these things are happening? Sometimes we know better. (laughs) Sometimes we don't have to ask that question because we know the reason we feel distant is because we've allowed ourselves to become distant. But David is literally struggling with this to some extent. He has the feeling he's been cast off, and he sees that his enemy is oppressing him, and he's wondering, why do I feel so distant from you? He feels that way because he's, in essence, being attacked by his enemy. He feels like he has been tossed aside by God. That's not normally the feeling of someone who has completely wandered away from God that's the feeling of somebody who wants to do right and who believes and loves god and yet he feels like he's been tossed aside because everything in life it seems to be going against him and usually that's the thought of a person who's saying i'm trying so hard i'm doing i'm doing what i'm supposed to do i'm trying to be faithful and yet it seems like just time after time the world just keeps knocking me down why do i feel so distant from you well there are a number of things that can cause one to feel distant i'm going to list four of them as we move on before we move on to the next point Sometimes it's a loss of feeling. A loss of feeling can cause one to be separated from God. Now, that loss of feeling can come from a few different aspects, but let's just start off by saying this. A loss of feeling, and there are a lot of people going through this life who <clears throat> they don't want to feel anything or they don't feel anything. A loss of feeling shows you real quick something is it's, it's wrong. Something's not right. You know, I went to see my dad this week, and and he r- literally can't feel his feet. Many people who are struggling with things like diabetes, they don't feel, they don't feel things, right? They lose the feeling in their fingertips and in their feet. That sometimes happens in our lives. We go through this life where we literally are not feeling anything. And there are actually people today who are seeking that. They're taking drugs. They're becoming intoxicated on on alcohol. They're doing things that they can to. Suppress chemically their feelings. They don't want to feel anything. They want to be numb and here's the thing numbness is never a good thing If you're a follower of God and you feel numb right now You feel like you're not in a close relationship with God that numbness is saying there's something seriously wrong, right? If that happens to my physical body, I go to the doctor like my, I actually get numbness in my left foot I don't know what causes it, but I get numbness usually, usually notice it in the shower and I, I'm starting to get numbness in my left foot once in a while, and I have pain in the side, probably because of the concrete, right? Numbness is a, numbness is a sign something's not right. I probably should go to the doctor. Most people do. Spiritually, when we get numb, do we, do we go to the great physician? We don't. We don't. We should, because numbness is something we ought to be worried about, and yet we don't. We need to be thinking about, why am I numb? Why do I feel this way or why do I want to feel this way? Could be a number of reasons why I feel this way. Uh, Many of us have dealt with different bouts of depression, maybe from things in life when things haven't gone right. I think the worst for me ever, at least to this point, was when my grandfather passed away. My wife could tell you I I went through a phase there where I would just come home from work and lay on the bed in the dark for hours. And for anybody who's ever been in that situation, you don't want to get up and do anything, and because you don't get up and do anything, it makes the problem worse, and it's a catch-22. If you're here, and you're going through something like that. You can go see somebody professionally, and they can they can help you and give you something to knock you out of that, basically, right? But we deal with things like that in life. I went through a, a phase there where I just wanted to be numb, right? Sometimes we do that when things hurt. Numbness is not a good thing. It's never a good thing. So. De- Depression could be leading to you feeling numb in life, feeling distant from God. Sometimes it's not due to being depressed. It's not due to the struggles in life. Sometimes it's because callousness has taken over. And, you know, you can, lose, you can lose your feeling in your feet and become numb. But you can also get calluses on your hands. Most of us have had a callus. You can get a callus on your finger where you don't feel anything, right? Well, the same thing can happen to somebody's heart. A callous on the finger keeps you from feeling things, but so does a calloused heart. You get to where nothing really seems to even impact you anymore. You wonder why you're so distant from God, and it's because, in a sense, you're so numb. You don't feel anything. People can become callous. Listen to Matthew 13, 15. We actually we looked at this passage this morning. Actually, Wendy read it, I believe. Matthew 13, 15, For this people's heart is waxed gross, And their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. These people that are being described here are calloused. They've become numb. And you can become numb in in a number of ways. David appears to be really becoming numb or dealing with this struggle. It's because really from depression and things he's facing in life... And we see that in other psalms from David, but it also happens when people become very calloused. And they wonder why they feel, for Christians, why they, why they feel so distanced from God. Sometimes it's, it's not a loss of feeling, it's literally just a loss of concentration. Uh, when that begins to happen, here's what we have to realize, and we don't usually see it happen. Sometimes somebody has to tell us, but here's the point. When we get to the point where we realize we're not focused on god we have to say okay why am i not focused on god and the reason is is because we've let distractions move into our life and when the distractions have either been allowed to come into my life or i've allowed them to come into my life now i'm no longer solely focused on god because of the distractions and that's very common in the world we live in i would say many of the people who are no longer sitting in the pews within within the church building are those who have lost concentration on God, and many of them have just, just dwindled away. There are an awful lot of things competing for our time. For somebody who began to lose concentration on God, their focus is not on God. They've got to get back to that. James 1.8, he says, "...a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways." That's oftentimes better rendered it as a two-spirited man. I can't follow after the Spirit of God through His Word and follow after the Spirit of the world which opposes His Word. I can't think for a second that a two-spirited man or following after both spirits, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the world, that that I'm not going to come across as unstable. I am. Why? Because I've lost my concentration. And for most people, if they're going to be honest when they're in this position, if they were to a- answer the question that I started off with today, how do you feel according, as far as your relationship to God? If you're going to be honest, you need to stand up and say, "Well, uh, to be honest, I don't feel close to God at all, and that's because I've lost my focus on God. I've lost my focus on the things of this world, on the things of the church because of the things in this world. So sometimes we don't feel close to God, and it's because of a just a simple loss of feeling numbness sometimes it's our concentration or our focus sometimes it's a loss of fellowship and I think this is an outward sign that goes along with the other two because I will say this when a person says that they feel or they're willing to acknowledge that they are separated from God I think if you go back and look you will find that they are separated from the church they've allowed themselves to be separated From their brothers and their sisters in Christ it could be because they're simply not invested within their relationships within the body it could be that they're not invested at all in reality in the things regarding the church they're not worried about the church they're not worried about they're not worried about carrying out the things that they ought to be doing if every one of us felt that way what would happen to this building right here we wouldn't even be coming here anymore right and if, we did, if somebody did show up, nothing would be prepared. No lessons would be prepared. There wouldn't be any light bulbs in the lights. The yard wouldn't be mowed. That's, the reason all that's done is because we aren't losing our fellowship within the body. But some have. And if we all did that, the church would, it would dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. But let me say this. If you look at the polls, what's happened to the church? It's dwindled. And so the question is, where are they all at? And why can't all of them answer the question? Do I feel separated from God? They should. But here's the real question. Could it happen to us and we don't even see it happening? Brethren are here to help their brothers and sisters get to heaven. And our brothers and sisters are here to help each of us get to heaven. And if we let them slowly slip out the door and we don't beg them and ask them and plead for them to come back they may not even realize they've been separated from God. They may get mad that you ask and ask and ask. Much better for them to be mad at you than for them to, them to say, you never, you never said anything to me on that day. Sometimes it's not just a loss of fellowship. The loss of fellowship is tied with something else, and that's a lack of practicing the faith. What I'm talking about is our actual walk. Our, our Christian faith in action. You're not going to find someone who is who is in in close fellowship with the church, who is doing all the things that they should be doing. You're not going to find that person and go, yeah, I haven't really been living out my faith. But what you will find is is those who are not close to God, they feel separated from God. Those are the people that are numb. They're not focused on God. You're not going to find them usually within close fellowship of the body, and you will also find, in addition, they are not practicing their faith. They're not practicing in a number of regards because they've taken their focus off God, and so they're not worried about the things of God, which means they're not coming to Bible study, they're not coming to worship, and then they wonder to themselves, why do I feel so distant from God? And the truth of the answer is, is you are distant from God. You've allowed that to happen. But here's the thing, you can reel it back in. Right now, you can reel it back in. We can reach out to the ones who've left and try to reel them back in. People who are feeling separated from God are usually those who are not connected to the church, or at least they're very superficially connected to the church, and that was mentioned this morning. They're going through the motions, and they show up on Sunday, for their are allotted time, and they show up on Wednesday, and the door opens up, and they lead back out. And they don't pray during the week. They don't study during the week. And they wonder why they're lost, or at least feeling separated. Let's say this as we continue to address this. The majority of people are dealing, are dealing with struggles right now. They have dealt with struggles. They have questions. And sometimes they feel like they are alone. That is every one of us at some point in our life. I'm willing to hold my hand up and say, I have dealt with struggles in my Christian walk. I'm willing to say that I have had questions. I still have questions. There's nothing wrong with questions. David's questioning, why do I feel this way? Why is my enemy oppressing me? He's got questions. Did he feel alone? Absolutely. Have you? Do you now? So let's just start off and say, if you feel that way right now, you're not not alone. Other people have. Notice what he says in, in Psalm 43, 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Now he asks a couple of questions, and I pointed these out earlier. He asks why, and for what may I hope? Those are good questions. Psalm 42:5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. almost identical to what he says a chapter later. You know, when we're struggling with and when we feel like we have distanced ourselves from God or I feel distant from him, we oftentimes don't feel like we have a whole lot to work with. We don't feel like a whole lot of things are maybe going our way. And sometimes that's because we have an inappropriate perspective on the spiritual things as opposed to the things of this world. Here we see the importance of remaining close to God through faithfulness. And we could go back and look at a lot of passages. Well, how do I do that? Well, again, it's not complicated. It may be complicated to put in action, but it's not complicated to understand. And I think most of us know that. How do I begin to feel close to God when I don't feel close to God? I need to remain faithful to His written Word. I need to begin to go back and I need to begin to spend time studying and focusing. If I don't feel close to God, I need to figure out why I don't feel close to God. What are the attributes of those who are close to God? Let's go study that. I need to begin to meet with Him as as I focus and study His Word. I need to be meeting and fellowshipping with Him and the body as I gather together for worship, as I come together for Bible study. If I want to get close to God, I have to get close to God's people. I have to get close to God's Word. And if I'm not gonna open my Bible by myself, I better show up at a place where they're gonna force me to do it, which is Wednesday night, right? Just drive here, you'll feel better when you do. But if we're to the point where we don't feel like we're close to God, we have gotta start studying His Word. We have to start trying to fellowship with Him. We need to fellowship with Him through prayer and tell Him the things like David is doing. Why am I in the position I'm in? Why do I feel the way that I feel? But if you want the answer, you've got to start digging. That's what David was doing. David was trying to get this figured out. Why do I feel this way? We have to be close to the ways of God, the thoughts of God, the desires of God. And that's because the desires of the world are going to do anything they can to separate me from God. They're going to tell me I don't need to go on Wednesday night. They're going to tell me you don't need to go on Sunday. You can catch back up next week. They're going to tell me I don't need to send text or, or respond back to my brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't need to let them know why I'm struggling so bad. That's the hard one for most of us, right? I sit at home and I struggle and I struggle and I struggle when I've got brothers and sisters where if I were to just send them a text and say, listen, I'm struggling really bad in this particular area, right? Can I come over and have a cup of coffee and we can talk for a little while? Why would I not do that? Maybe because they've got some harsh words that would get me back on track. Or maybe I have a humility problem and I can't humble myself enough to let them know what they probably already know is that I'm struggling and I've distanced myself from God. I kind of find it interesting we do that. Psalm 34, 8 and 9. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. O oh, fear the Lord, ye His saints for there is no want to them that fear Him. Sometimes when God seems so distant to us, we need to actually go back and focus on ourselves. I mentioned earlier that's usually the problem. Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. I think this was actually read this morning too. Somebody read through my sermon outline. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, here's what's interesting. If you look up this trans this translation in multiple sources, you will find in some sources it, it says, and that's what most of us know, be still and know. Many translations literally say, be silent. Be silent and know that I am God. Think about how often our self, when I say self, I'm talking about our desires. They get in the way of God. When what I should be saying is, is, I know that's what you want to do, Sean. Be silent. Close your mouth. It's not what you want. Think about how often the world wants to get in the way of God or pull us away from God and what we need to say is is be silent, world. I'm not going to give you that avenue. Think about how often our business or our work schedules or our daily schedules and taking the kids' places and doing all those things get in the way of God. What we should be saying is is be silent. You don't have access to that avenue between me and God. We're not going to separate that. Think about how often we allow whatever it is or whoever it is to get in the way of God. You may say, can you be more specific? Well, yeah, we can break it down a little more. (laughs) If you're married, don't let your spouse distance you from God. You talk about spiritual things with your spouse. Do you pray for your spouse? Are they walking side by side with you? If they're not, there's a problem you've got to get that in check don't let them distance you from God and if they are distanced from God and you're not you need to pull them back figure a way out to do it for parents don't let your little children pull you away from God But also don't let your older children pull you away from God you do right you do what you can do so that you can give the example whether your children are young and little bitty whether they're old and they're almost completely gone. You do what you need to do. Don't let your children pull you away from God. For those of us who are working outside the home, or for those working inside the home, do not allow your work to pull you away from God. Sometimes I've got to say, I I can't pull the extra hours at work. It's not worth it. And if you're working inside the home, sometimes you have to say, getting two more loads of laundry is not worth it. Just let them complain when they get home, right? It's not worth it. Don't let your work, whatever it is, whether it's outside the home or inside the home, don't allow it to pull you away from God. How about if you're retired? I've heard stories of those who retired, and not only did they retire from work, they retired from the church. If you're retired, you've got more time. you got more time to study and spend time talking to others about the Word. Don't let that, don't let that make you feel distanced from God. Don't allow it to come between you and God. I could give a lot more examples. Let's say this. If you're here right now, though, and you feel distanced from God, and it's not, your, it's not your spouse, it's not your, uh, it's not your parents or uh, your children, or it's not your uh, employment, what if it's sin? I don't know what that sin could be. We all struggle in different areas. Let's put it this way. If you know right now you're not close to God, you feel separated from God, and most of us, if we say we are, we know what the problem is. We already know what the problem is. You know what the sin is. Admit it to yourself and give it up. Allow yourself to not be distanced from God. I will tell you this. I know every time where I felt distant from God, I knew exactly why. I knew why. I had to humble myself enough to say this is a problem in my life and I need to fix it. And if you're here right now and you say I don't feel close to God, I'm going to bet you money, you know why. Fix it. Don't allow that to separate you from God. There isn't anything out there that's worth that separation. Give it up. Fix it. If somebody or something, if a relationship is distancing you from God, you need to go back and check your priorities. You need to ask yourself, is this worth it? And I know that can be hard. Think about how often we choose these things and other things that I've mentioned over God and then We wonder to ourselves, why do I feel so distant from God? When it appears that God is absent, we have to remember God doesn't leave us. God does not leave us nor forsake us. We choose to leave Him. We choose to leave His ways. We choose to leave the church. We choose to leave those things that make us feel like we're in close fellowship with God or with His people. So what do we do? We seek to know more about God's will and do better and do better and do better. And we seek after those that we know are not doing better because we don't just want to feel close to God ourselves. We don't want our brothers and sisters to feel distant because if they feel distant, most likely they are. And it was mentioned this morning, we don't know when, we don't know when Christ will come back. We don't know what day that judgment day will be. Let's consider two thoughts as I start to draw this to a close. Thought number one, and probably the most important, if you're here right now and you do not feel close to God, if you feel there is a separation between you and God, you need to ask yourself, who moved? Who moved? It wasn't God. You need to move closer, God didn't move away from you. You moved away from God. God has always been there for His people. Again, how do I do that? I need to go back and I need to I need to go back to the fundamentals I once understood, I once carried out. I need to spend time studying the Bible. I need to spend time in prayer. I need to spend time with brothers and sisters within the church. I need to be doing all of those things. Because if I'm not doing those things, I guarantee you I'm not going to feel a close relationship with God. You can only strengthen yourself when you're spending time with other Christians. And you can only strengthen your understanding when you're going back and studying what the Scriptures teach about God's people. If you don't feel close to God, I want to remind you of two things. And this should hopefully encourage you to fix that problem. When somebody is righteous as a follower of God, wonderful things await. If you don't feel close to God and there's a separation from you feel in your life between you and God. You need to fix that because here's what awaits for the righteous. Revelation 21, starting in verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. You think God would ever move away from his people? He wants nothing more than for us to be in heaven. He hasn't moved away. Who moved away? If you feel distance from God right now, you moved away. That's what the righteous have waiting for them. If you moved away, you better come back. You better be impacted by that passage like I am. Because if you're not, here's what awaits. Revelation 21 one eight, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of people who feel separated from God, and they are never going to come back, and that's the position they will die in. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're here and you feel separated from God, that should be all you need to hear to say, I need to fix this problem. I need to come back to God. I need to come back to faithfulness. Thought number two, just knowing that God is there should make wherever I am right now better. I don't know where you're at. I don't know how bad it is for you in your life right now. And you may feel alone. But just knowing, based off what I just read, that God will never leave you, that understanding should make wherever you are right now better it did in the first century when the roman emperors were killing christians it has throughout time where the church was being persecuted and struggling and hopefully david's conclusion is going to be your conclusion as well where in psalm 42:11 he says put your hope in god praise him as your savior and your god if you're here right now and you're not as close to god as you should be or you're willing to acknowledge you feel separated You need to begin to move closer to God. Begin to close up any distance that there is allowed to exist between you and God. And remember this, that any distance that exists between you and God, and you don't want to hear this, you put it there. And that may come across as harsh, and it's not meant to be. It's meant to simply say, our God is a faithful God who will never leave nor forsake us. And so if there's a distance between me and God, I'm the problem. As I draw this to a close, my concern would be, one, are you a Christian? And two, if you are a Christian, are you a faithful Christian? If you're not a Christian, we'd love to study with you. It's very simple to become a Christian. Have somebody teach you about Jesus and who He was and why he came and, and why he died on the cross and shed his blood. you need to have understanding of that and believe and have faith. You need to confess him. You need to repent of your sins. You need to be immersed in water for the remission of sins. And then after that, here's the hard part, you need to be faithful. If you're here and you're a Christian and you've not been faithful, you need to fix that right now. You want to fix that distance between you and God? Come back to a state of faithfulness. If you're here in any way and there's a way that we can assist you, we can pray for you, whatever that might be, you can come forward as we're led in a song of invitation.